0: Welcome on to this edition of Money Talks. I've got money coach Gary Kale with me once again. It's all powered by the Money School. My name is Brad Brown. Gary, I was chatting to a mate of mine who, who got married literally just uh, over a month ago. And he and his uh, new wife were, were talking about the, the marriage counseling that they went on prior to their wedding. And, and he was just, the, they, they gave them some crazy stats about, about the number of people that were getting divorced percentage wise. And we were talking about it just from a financial point of view. And, and that's one of the big issues. Issues with with divorce, and it's not just exclusive to South Africa. It's globally. Finance is and debt is is a major uh, cause of of divorce in this country, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the reality is, is that when you get married, you have a one third chance of not getting divorced. It's a bit of a horrible statistic, because two thirds of, of marriages end in divorce. But in in those cases, fifty five percent of the divorce is being caused. Because of financial pressure at home, and this is a stat that I get from Lipco Law for All, which is a massively legal um, and mediation company in South Africa. They they deal with about four thousand divorce applications a month, so that act that, that is a very accurate stat. But you know, debt is a, debt is a symptom of bad money management. So the debt itself, yes, ultimately by that point, yeah, that, 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 that's probably it is we know that it's a major cause of the debt, but it's avoidable. And but you've got to ask yourself the question what 's causing the debt then because if it 's the debt that 's causing or the financial pressure through the debt that 's causing the divorce, then what's causing the debt because that 's what has to be dealt with it 's not just the debt per se the debt shouldn 't exist in the first place because what happens is when couples get together there's a couple of there's a couple of contributing factors first of all, you have two individual money managers, and how do they understand money? Where do they learn about money from my experience. A room full of 100 people, there might be two people that have ever formally in their lives had an actual lesson or had gone through some kind of course or intervention that has taught them specifically about personal finance, not an accountant. Accountants understand business finance. They're not always effective at making good personal financial decisions because there's lots of other factors involved. But how do you understand money? Because most people are learning to manage money at home from their parents. And if you look at the stats, unfortunately, most parents are not wealthy. In fact, most of them are pretty broke and only about three or six percent of them in South Africa are going to be able to ever retire financially independent. So they're learning from people who didn't get it right. That's number one. The second, the second issue is, is what is their actual skill with money? So not what they, what their attitude is towards money. What do they actually know about money? And I can tell you that from meeting most people when they they first start any of our courses, I mean, I would rate the average like skill level if I said to you that you needed to be a 10. And a 10 is not like a level of a financial planner. I'm just saying 10 is somebody that is reasonably astute, they understand the different transactions, they understand what happens when they take out a loan, they understand how to structure a a mortgage finance. They understand how to pay off their bond quicker. They understand that they should be sitting with a financial planner to, you know, to plan their financial future and help them select different investment portfolios. So they have a basic understanding. This is not a person who's a who's an investment guru of any sorts. So Teddy's a reasonably good money manager. But I would rate people, the average person what they actually know about money and what they're supposed to know about money at probably around a one out of 10. There is, they they really are in the dark and they have absolutely no skill. They have no idea what to do with their salary. Literally they will spend their whole life chasing money, getting up early, coming home late, making huge sacrifices. And when the salary lands in their bank account, they literally do not know what to do with it other than spend it. And then go and look for a job that pays more because they think that that's the solution. So, it's that they have no previous education or the people that they learned it from are giving them bad habits or with money or no understanding. They also then don't understand the financial world that they live in. And then society and family also put huge expectations on people. You know, as an example, if, if, if somebody took a decision that they were going to prioritize wealth in their 20s, Or let's say they're mid twenties and they're thinking about their next 10 years and they went and they bought a little rental property. And as a result of buying the rental property, they can't afford to buy a fancier car. So they pull in their little, you know, they pull into the Sunday lunch in their little sort of get around car. You know, if their sister drove in in the fancy, you know, sedan into the driveway in the very expensive luxurious car but she never had any investments to her name and didn't have a rental property and wasn't prepared to make those kind of sacrifices. In other words, she was prioritizing lifestyle over her wealth building activities. The whole family would look at that sister who's actually the broke one and have more respect for her because she's deemed to be the successful one because she has all the trappings and all the glitter that goes with being successful in the mind of an untrained financial manager. So society and family put huge expectations on people, which actually make it difficult for you to actually go against the grain and actually, you know, peg your lifestyle at a particular point and say, I want to, I want to retire rich and I want to retire young. And then once, once you start families, um, you know, once you start having kids, there's also those other like massive expenses that come in, which a lot of people don't think about. But if you manage to plan those effectively, then the the kids expectations also become very difficult. They also expect you to, drive a certain car, like, don't, don't, don't drive me into the actual school parking lot, like, drop me on the corner because everybody else has got fancy cars and I don't. Like, children become, you know, they're very susceptible to, to being shamed and mocked and all sorts of things at school. So they also want the fancy, um, smartphone with all the data and, you know, all the, the brands and all, and, and all the logos that go with it. So teaching your kids the value of money and what it takes to make money and the fact that you know, heavily indebted parents become enslaved to their jobs and are the reason why they never ever come to the netball or the gymnastics or the. They're never sitting on the side of the field because they are in such a bad financial situation that they just can't be around. So you've got to teach your kids. Which one do you want? You want fancy schmancy? You don't want to see me, or are you prepared to do what I do and we are prepared to make some intelligent decisions to to build wealth as a family. So. If you want to understand, you know, if you put all those things together, this is a direct cause of where you put all those things into one pot, people start mismanaging money, they don't, you know, you put two money managers who have these same issues together and they never really get it right or put together a proper game plan, there is going to be war. Because at some point, money is going to run out, and then those violins are going to stop playing You know, from the wedding day and the romance is going out the window, and all of a sudden, you're going to have conversation being switched into confrontation, and that's where the marriage starts falling apart.
0: Yep, Not a good place to be, Gary Kale. Thank you very much for that. Don't forget, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer here on Money Talks, all you have to do is head over to the website, okay? It is uh, themoneyschool.co.za. You can submit them there, and we could be answering them on the next podcast. So until next time, from the two of us, take care. Thank you for listening to Money Talks powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, head over to themoneyschool.co.za.